0: Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fan sided Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. I'm Ashley Young. Joined, as always, my gal pal, Natalie Zamora. Every week for complaining, it's been a weird season. It's been a dramatic season. It's kind of been a boring season. We finally made it to the women tell all. I'm not sure if it delivered the hype that I was excited to chit chat about on this podcast, but we'll get all into that. Um, But before we do, uh, we just wanna give a quick word from our sponsors.
1: Yeah, so support for the Can I Steal You For A Second podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide.
0: So Manscaped claims they've created the best ball hair trimmer ever. And while this might come as a shock, I can't speak to that from a personal (laughs) experience. However, I'm sure we all know someone that could use this product. We're always looking to buy gifts. They have incredible technology. They have advanced skin safe technology, comes with an LED light. They have the lawnmower 3.0, all sorts of opportunities. And we have a discount for you if you wanna go check out the Manscaped products. It's 20% off and free shipping with our code FANSIDED20. Just head over to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using our code FANSIDED20. Natalie, Women Tell All, before we hit record, I said, what'd you think? And you gave me the longest pause that I think at <laughs> it all. The longest pause.
1: It was just boring. Like, nothing really happened. And I feel like, too, because the season was so riddled with drama, I just didn't really care to see it again. Like, usually the Women Tell All, they bring back, obviously, a bunch of the women, and then I usually am like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that stupid fight. Like, it's funny to rehash it and see if people have learned from it. But this time it was like, no, we just watched this like two weeks ago. The girls are really mean. They were attacking Katie, and I didn't appreciate it.
0: Yeah, they were attacking Katie. Um, truthfully, I didn't expect that. I know that the whole season, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we have heard some press, some podcasts from women after the show talking about how there were so many stories and experiences we didn't see because it was Mean Girl. Every episode was another version of Mean Girls. But I'll, I'm with you. I thought we were going to get more apologies, and everyone on that stage ganged up on Katie, and I was shocked. I did not see that coming. Yeah, me either.
1: I feel like everyone thought she was toxic for addressing the toxicity in the house, and I was like, that literally makes n- no sense to me. Like, that, that's not a thing.
0: That's not a thing. I saw a tweet, and I'm sorry I didn't write down the handle, but someone tweeted, like, the way they're calling out Katie, it's like saying you have strep throat, but you don't, like, if the doctor, I'm butchering it. Forget I even brought it <laughs> up. Okay. Now it, I'm interested. a really fun analogy of how, you know, you don't need the doctor to diagnose that you have strep throat. Like, it was there all along. You don't, so Katie calling out toxicity, like, it, she was just identifying what was going on. She wasn't the one that created it um You know, I think there were conversations of, you know, maybe people felt like it was a leap from zero to sixty in those conversations. I guess if you were unaware of your actions or, you know, how other people were feeling, it could be blindsiding you. But I, I didn't think Katie was necessarily in the wrong, and they almost called her out when she did a one eighty from kind yes. of being like mad at Sarah, and then after learning her story, I'm like isn't that what we've learned in 2020 is everyone has a story and we might not know their struggles or why they behave the way that they do. Um, That caught me off guard as well.
1: Yeah. I was literally like yelling at my TV at that point (laughs) because yeah, they were like, Oh, they were basically calling her like hypocritical for like, I guess talking shit about Sarah one night and then realizing what was going on, finding out her story and then defending her. And it's like, yeah, that's called, like, learning and being mature. It wasn't, like, the other way around. Like, that was literally – I was just like, wow, these girls care more about, like, their pride than, you know, anything else that Katie was doing. Like, Katie was just, like, learning from the experience and, like, correcting her wrongs. And the women were like, no, you can't do that.
0: No. I think pride is the perfect <laughs> word that these women are just so – reluctant to admit that their stance has changed or <clears throat> that they were in the wrong but let it go i don't i, I want to grow I'm, I'm sure i've said mm. and done things that maybe i shouldn't have or maybe there were better ways to go about it but like you said the whole point is to show maturity and growth and i was kind of rolling my eyes i was like we no one has been receptive to this mean girl season what could we ask more fun questions through this <laughs> women tell all like I'm just reliving the season that I didn't very much enjoy watching. Yeah, especially too because
1: with all of the like deleted scenes they showed us, there were so many fun dates. Taisha was there. They had like really stupid and probably very funny d- group dates of like chugging beer and like pancake eating contests, which was like the why was that ever a good idea? But it was probably entertaining and hilarious. So just just annoying. <laughs>
0: annoying yeah that those group dates were so goofy yeah and i think every week i get on here and i'm like where's the matt james i've seen on tiktok where's that personality um where are these women with more to them than just bickering or being mean like they they're more layered than that let's not pit these women against each other and we saw glimmers of that taisha i was like when did this hot ones wing whatever Mm -hmm. they were doing challenge happen like did i miss that entirely it was so cute
1: yeah, yeah, I completely agree. That was just insane. I don't know why they would cut an appearance from the former Bachelorette. Makes no sense to me. But yeah, it's just so, so weird, especially because, like, we always, like, the viewers complain when there's too much drama. Like, that happened with Peter season, and then this one was way worse. So it's like, why do you keep making it that way? Like, if there's funny group dates and quirky moments, like, the viewers like that. So I don't know why they would be removed
0: So one day that they hid rings in like bugs and worms, would you be able to do that? I don't know. I think like
1: someone, I think it might've been Jessenia who said something that I agreed with. Like when you can't see it, you're probably like, yeah, I'll do it. But then you feel something and then you're like, oh my God, no. So I feel like I would have done the
0: same thing. Like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And then I, something would touch me and then I would cry. I was immediately out. I was watching that. I was like, I don't care. I don't care about the ring. Kick me off the show. I'm not sticking my hand Because it wasn't like a snake. I think I could do a snake or like a big tarantula. But it was like hundreds of crickets that jump and they had like these long sleeves on. Absolutely not. Nope, 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 nope. And I can't believe that got cut for time or time for what, producers? I need an answer. Time for what? The same tired conversations every week. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like there were a few times this season where I was
1: like, did they just cut the group date? Like, how did we get here? And then it's like, oh, we're going to do another rose ceremony. And it's like, why are you rushing these things along and then taking out, like, fun moments? I don't know.
0: I don't know. We got B for the producers, obviously. (laughs) Um, Always. (laughs) There's my notes in front of me here. I'm like, okay, moments that happened, women tell all. It was just mean girl this. Remember this fight? Remember this fight? Um, I forgot the whole Ryan being called a hoe because she was a dancer. Like I forgot that even happened. Um, but in the midst of all this, Victoria, I think, was at the root of a lot of the name calling, and she had the audacity to compare the rumors, the name calling. She's like, "You think you had it hard? People were tweeting about my bra straps <laughs> and my puffy eye, which we—I don't think she cleared up what was up with the eye. But you cannot tell me that like." degrading women with these like condescending and malicious names is remotely the same as the internet being like what's up with your bra strap hanging out yeah
1: totally like especially like you said she used the word hoe and it's like that's just so mean like that's closer to the um escort accusations than it is to your bra strap is showing why do you always wear like this stupid bra like, there, you can't compare it. Everyone on Twitter was just like, yo, why doesn't she wear a strapless bra or, like, a, a no bra? It's just like, why are you showing it? That
0: was it. That was it. It was a genuine question out of curiosity. You know, you know you're going on TV. Perhaps invest in a piece that's a little more discreet. And I have to say, Victoria looked good last night. She looked she good. She did. She did. I wonder if it
1: was, like, professional makeup done there. I mean, they must do that, but... I was like, oh okay, yeah, she looked closer like like she does on Instagram than on the show. Which like I'm not saying it to be mean, I'm just saying like on the show she did not look the same as on Instagram and I was wondering like maybe for Instagram she just like gets her makeup done by someone and then does a photo shoot or something. I mean I wouldn't put it past her. (laughs)
0: You know, if I had all these women coming at me for my bra straps, I think I'd invest a good amount of money um, in my Instagram content, for sure. The suit she had on, the color, her hair looked healthy. All the women looked good, though. It was a beautiful cast. Um, I really liked the outfit, the hair. Like That was a a nice glimmer of hope in last night. Everyone looked really good. I agree. Um, The awkward part, I think, the mean girl stuff I expected... What I didn't really expect was the Brittany-Anna conversation that unfolded. Because Miss Anna, you know this is going to be a big talking point. Mm -hmm. You know it's coming. She looks like a deer in headlights. Like could (laughs) not have been less prepared to answer the simple question of, you know, what were you thinking? How do you feel about it? And Brittany was like, you know, you've had time to reach out to me and you haven't. And I was like, Anna! Even if you didn't mean it, just do it because you know the show is coming. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I couldn't believe how unprepared <laughs> she was. I, was. I was embarrassed for her.
1: Yeah, it was awkward, especially because Brittany eventually, like, accepted her apology. So you can tell, you know, she seems like a nice person. Like, I'm sure if she reached out to her after the show and, you know, basically just apologized and it seemed sincere, I'm sure Brittany would just be like, okay, thanks. Like, you know what I mean? There's not much else you can do, but... Yeah, I agree. I'm glad that she didn't make excuses. But I feel like she was very much like, I don't know, why I did it. There's zero. There's zero reason. I don't know. I don't know. And then it's like, you do know it's because like, you were threatened by her. And, Mm -hmm. and then it was so funny, too, because Victoria, who was on her side, the whole show, then came at her like, but where did you like get those accusations from? Like, who told you that? And I was like, girl, don't act like you weren't with her spreading the rumor, too. That was so funny. And then um, I saw everyone talking on Twitter, laughing about it, because Anna was like, we're from a small town. And everyone's like,
0: you're from Chicago. It's the third largest city in the United States. Anna, what are you talking about? When she said that, I was like, first of all, you sound like a clown. It is literally this massive U.S. city with a lot of people. Um, but even if she truly felt like Chicago was a small mm. town, you would think, okay, small town, we're going to run into each other again. Let me clear the air. Yeah. Let me right my wrongs. Right. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to see that person again. I really want to make sure everything's clear. Everything's straightened out. Um, Chicago isn't small. That's no excuse not to apologize. But she clearly felt like they ran in the same circle here yeah. in Chicago. And um, I will say, when she said it, I knew what she meant. I have... Ran into people in Chicago out and about more than like any point. I lived in Boston, which was a city smaller than Chicago. And I run into people in Chicago that I know infinitely more times. Um, So there's pockets of it, but she's a clown. I I think she really, you know, you could have gotten a ghostwriter to like give you a script for this show, anything. um, If you're not capable of apologizing with your own words, um, she really dug her own grave. Yeah, it was awkward.
1: It was very much like, okay, like just apologize. And then, like, I hope Brittany's okay and let's move on to the next part because I'm just not really interested in this anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was awful. So that went on a little too long. I was a little bit uncomfortable by the lack of apology. Um, no one wants to admit you're insecure or you're threatened, but we've all felt that way. Yeah. Like human nature to feel threatened or insecure, just own it it I think people would admire you more for being transparent but what's done is done and if they you know they flash that up on the screen a few times previously recorded yeah uh, our good friend Chris Harrison was still running the show um yeah so I thought it was weird but uh, I'm I hope they got some closure I hope Brittany you know she did talk about feeling like she couldn't even open up to her friends when she got home like um you know we've had conversations about does the bachelor team owe these contestants and these participants you know some kind of resource after the show ends you know navigating newfound following and this platform and a lot of the you know judgment and trolling that comes with it so i i fought for her we didn't see too much of her on the show she kind of feel like it was a fleeting moment but i felt bad and now it's just like okay on to the next bachelor scandal. <laughs> We talked about it on the final. yeah it was weird I know, I agree. Yeah, I really like
1: Brittany. Like you said, she wasn't really on for long, but I remember when she came on, I was like, oh, she's so pretty. And then, of course, she showed such a human side when she got upset and everything. So I feel terrible for her.
0: (laughs) As I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. It is. The this show does some of, like, I don't know, these really incredible people dirty for the sake of my entertainment. (laughs) So I got to sit with that one. Um, Katie. Katie got up on the hot seat, and truthfully, I didn't see that coming um, because I never really saw the chemistry with her and Matt. Yeah. But I think I enjoyed Katie's presence on the show, and they they did this montage, and there were a few moments in there that either I don't remember or they never made air um, where we saw them connecting more as a couple than perhaps we had been led to believe. Um, What did you make of those clips and her very, you know – emotional reaction after it
1: yeah i had no idea that they had a connection at all like it seemed like they were friends right Mm -hmm. and then they showed like a clip of him saying like i love spending time with you or something like that that seemed just like i don't know why the way he said it just seemed so like genuine and that he like really had feelings for her so i was also like oh wow like, this was a thing, I guess. And I also was like, oh, my God, are they going to announce her as Bachelorette right now? Because it seemed like they were really setting it up. She was like, I'm 30, and now I'm thinking, like, am I ever going to find love? And I was like, oh, my God, is this it? Like, I know it's not, but is it? So I don't know.
0: That conversation, I was peaked like, this is boring. Like, give me something. And then it was like they were teeing her up. Like, we know you're struggling. Well, we're going to give you a chance. And she did the whole, like, I'm 30 now, is it me? When Katie said, is it me? I was like, that broke my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, and after this commercial break, we'll be back, like, just, for like, sorry you feel that way, but good luck on your journey. Uh, really kind kicked her to the curb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I was, when those rumors came out about her maybe being The Bachelorette, I was all for it, because I was fresh off the season, really enjoying her on my television screen. But now that I'm, like, come on the other side of that excitement, I'm okay if she's not the Bachelorette. I don't, I like her, but I don't know. There could be better options out there. I wouldn't mind a fresh face.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like, yeah, when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, I really love her. Like, she reminds me of, like, Caitlyn Bristow. And I feel like she would be a really fun bachelorette. But I also feel like after everything with Chris Harrison, I feel like they did pick her, but obviously didn't announce yet. And then they were like, wait a second, let's not put another, you know, white person in the lead. Let's kind of figure out what we should do here, which uh, I'm hoping that's the case. But yeah, I agree. Like maybe she'll go to paradise if that ever
0: happens. 2022, maybe. (laughs) I, she gives me, like, bartender vibes, like, paradise. Like, I think she's just on the other side of the drama. Like, yeah. I want her to find love. Obviously, I want everyone to to find their person. But I could just see her, like, you know, shooting the shit as a bartender, like, stirring yeah. a little bit, giving some wisdom. Because I think she has a good head on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, the show bridges relationships. Because once you're a part of that community, it's like, you know, it connects you to other people. So... I'm sure she'll find someone.
1: Yeah, I agree. She seems like a great person. Like you said, great head on her shoulders and she's hilarious and so entertaining, charming. You know, I don't, I don't see why she won't find
0: someone. You know. Fingers crossed for Katie. Um, made me feel really bad for her last night. Um, another person that we really liked this season was Abigail um, who, you know, started the season hot, got that first impression rose and then just got her heart broken the rest of the season Um, I loved her talking more about, you know, the difference between like being part of the deaf community like capital D or Mm -hmm. lowercase. And there's very like nuanced language being a part of that community. And I thought she did an awesome job not only explaining her experience, um, but understanding that her experience doesn't reflect that of an entire community, Um, which is not always what we get from the show. You know, it's very cookie cutter experiences every season. So I loved learning more about that um, but again did did she get her time on the show her due diligence no and it's
1: funny you say that because I also thought like her whole explanation was really well spoken and I had no idea you know the difference like she was saying that you know she doesn't use sign language so that was, that's what differentiates her and I had no idea so I'm wondering if she had that conversation with Matt and they just cut it out Like, probably, right? Because,
0: I don't know, but I love her and she deserved more. Yeah, they were probably like, oh, what a touching and educational part of the show. Let's cut it out for more Mean Girl drama. A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. They're like, why would we ever diversify our show and educate our audience? That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, But that was wonderful. And I hope we see more of that on the show. I want to learn about people's experiences Um, I want to see relationships that are dynamic and have substance. And we really didn't get that. I talk about how flat Matt is every week. And I don't, I don't think he's a flat person, Mm -hmm. but this show really makes him out to be like he is the most boring dude, whatever his catchphrase is that Twitter's calling him out on that someone will (sighs) talk about their traumas. And he's just like, thank you for sharing that tonight. Like he says it every time. I know there's more to him than that. Um, but yeah, they probably cut it out of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. It's so funny. Thank you for saying that
1: or sharing that last night where I was, I always watch a show with my boyfriend, but he's kind of like not paying attention. And they had the preview for like the next few weeks and like all three of the remaining ladies said they're in love. And my boyfriend just goes, thank you for sharing that. It's like,
0: <laughs> wow, even, you know, <laughs> even the casual fan has caught on. Um, which I think is what is awesome about The bachelors. it's It's a social phenomenon, right? Like you watch it with your roommates, with your boyfriend, like people get invested. you can't help but kind of be a part of this. Um, so you know we, we it was a little bit of a flat season., uh, we're only we still got more to talk about from the Women Tell all last night, but before we dive into the rest of it, we are gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about the rest of the show. So Katie and Abigail weren't the only two that got called down to the hot seat. Uh, Someone else that got some time chit-chatting with Chris Harrison was Piper, who her exit brought me so much joy, how she kind of just got in the car and was like, bye, dude, I don't have time. Very realistic breakup vibes, right? Like you're angry, you don't want to give a soft, gentle goodbye. Um, And I liked hearing more from her. But again, I'm going to like, whatever they talked about, we had already seen in the show, there was no like new information given to us.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I was pretty indifferent about that conversation. I did like how, you know, they played back her very angry departure. And Chris Harrison said, like, you said you just didn't care anymore. Like, was that true? And she was like, No, obviously, I do care. Like, she, <laughs> she was very honest about it. But it's like, you're right, in that moment, you're not gonna be like, that level headed so I thought that was just funny how she was like no of course I cared I was just upset like
0: <laughs> no it was very realistic and to me I like that I don't yeah. want to see this fake version of you on tv like if I get broken up with if I get broken up with for another woman let alone like multiple other women I'm gonna be mad that's a very natural reaction um so shout out to everyone who can keep their poise I don't think I would do that person <laughs> I really like Piper's exit and it wasn't rude. I think it was like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to get in the car now. I'm getting in the Uber onwards. So I like that. Uh, Serena P was another one we got some questions from, answers. But again, nothing new unfolded from that conversation. Agree. And I feel like Chris Harrison was trying to get
1: her to say, like, she regretted it or she still loves Matt. Like, he was like, Do you do you like I don't think he said do you regret it? But he said like, you know, do you have a change of feeling or something? And she was just like, No, I'm I'm happy with what I did. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, Well, at least you're honest. Like, all right, let's just go on to the next thing then. Like there's nothing really to see here.
0: Yeah, I love when they like think they're gonna kinda like I was like, Yes, now that the cameras are here and Matt's about to walk out, I have some regret. She was like, No. Mm -hmm. And again, that's the whole point of this show is I think it's unrealistic that all 30 some odd women are going to fall head over heels for someone. You can care about them and I think develop some kind of connection, but to sit here and box her in, do you regret it and see the love of your life? She's like, nah. Mm I was like, all right. Again, realistic vibes last night from a couple of those conversations. Um, We got to talk about Matt's beard. We've already talked about it, but I'm I'm still not over it. I don't know if it looked better last night because I wasn't as shocked. Yeah. Or perhaps I was just aggressive in the past with my first impression of it. Still not my favorite look.
1: (laughs) That's how I felt too. I was like, okay, was I kind of overreacting that? I thought it looked a lot longer, but I think it's just like very full and thick. Um, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I think he's very handsome. So sure, you can pull it off. But it was also very like single vibes. He put out there that like, I went home alone.
0: Well, yeah, I, it's like when someone <laughs> dyes their hair, cuts their hair, gets banged after breakup. Like yeah. the beard was his like grieving beard. And knowing what we know now, I can totally buy into that theory that um, he's had a rough couple, couple months um, trying to figure some stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: I feel like I kind of remember, I'm trying to like piece together the timeline here, but I feel like I remember, like, it was either the premiere or one of the first episodes that he put on, like, Instagram. He was watching it with his mom, and he had a beard. So now I'm wondering, like, if him and the winner, I don't know if I should spoil (laughs) it, even though we all know, if they broke up, like, when exactly did that happen? I don't know.
0: I need a definitive tell-all timeline. That's what the women tell-all needs to be. I need a timeline, like, lecture, college (laughs) lecture-style slideshow, like, what happened, what was said, here are the receipts. Um, I This is when the interviews happen. I need someone to break it down. I'm sure someone on Reddit has already done that. <laughs> uh, but I need the definitive timeline of all this. But as much as I've dunked on Matt all season for kind of being flat in the episodes, which I truthfully think is a producer editing move, mm-hmm. um, we saw some personality last night. I think we saw a more human side to him the way he answered a lot of the questions about women dealing with their emotions on the show. Um, they also did a whole segment on him kissing with his eyes open. <laughs> Gosh, that was so un-
1: uncomfortable to watch because we've watched it all season. And then it was even more uncomfortable to hear him say, "Like I didn't know that you were supposed to close your eyes.
0: And everyone was like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> he kept circling through like justifications. And another one was... <laughs> Eye contact is just a really big thing for me. Well, when I make eye contact with a person, I'm also looking at their eyes. <laughs> so if the other person has their eyes closed, like, are you even making eye contact? Like, how
1: is that a justification for you? I know. It was like he was thinking, like, if I just stare hard enough,
0: they'll stare back. Like, come on, stare back. <laughs> I could not sit through that. I was so, the secondhand embarrassment I had from watching that and also knowing, like, all of America is watching this. This isn't like, Something embarrassing in your group chat. This is like the whole country, <laughs> the number one trending thing on Twitter right now. Like everyone thinks you're a weirdo. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. I'm glad
1: that he handled it well though and was laughing along um, because I would have just been like, shame. Like I can't look. Please take it away.
0: <laughs> like, how long is this segment? We need to let it go. And he was a good sport. Yeah. Like, That's for Matt James, I wanted to see all season was like this goofball. And we saw more of that personality with the bloopers. Um, he completely wiped out trying to skateboard, never saw that. He said he couldn't get out of the hot tub. He needed a robe to cover himself. like all of these moments that are, in my mind, like beautiful television. Yeah, we didn't get any of
1: that. I know, yeah, he was really hilarious in those, and he fell just multiple times, like riding the bike. He like fell over the bike. I was just laughing the entire time. And I understand like bloopers are supposed to be just like silly parts that don't make it, but it's like, this is a reality show. They're not acting. You can leave it in there. Like why not?
0: Yeah. Why would you not? And I think it makes the show charming two hours, especially in a world of streaming where I have to sit through two hours of commercials. Yeah. I need something to like, give me a laugh, give me a chuckle. Um, I think they did us dirty by taking so much of that out. And I I don't know. Everyone seemed very one dimensional this season when it's supposed to be a historic season. We had an incredibly diverse cast of women and I I, what happened all season? You know, we're, we're at the finale here. I'm like, I can't believe we're here. But also, how did it take us this long to get here? I don't time has made no sense to me this year.
1: Yeah, it's terrible, and I feel like they, like, producers, obviously, like, they film the whole season, and then they're like, all right, what type of person is this lead, and now let's edit everything to make it like that. Like, if they're, like, the goofy person, then they, like, play that up, but even just, like, from the promos for this season, he's supposed to be, like, this suave, like, sexy guy, so serious, and, that, like, that's how they did him the entire time, and it
0: was, like, it gets boring. It gets boring. Yeah, they did him dirty, um... Which is, I don't know. I guess that's why we have social media. We can see people, whatever, however they want to present themselves. We can see that. So I'm excited to see a lot of these women on social and Matt and whatever happens the next two weeks. Um, but I think the next two weeks or however many weeks, we're going to see a lot more of that real life, you know, bachelor conversations um, overshadow whatever's been produced and edited already. Um, because we haven't recorded since they've announced a new host for After the Final Roast, uh, Emmanuel Acho, who played in the NFL, has become a media personality. He wrote a book, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, which has turned into a web series. He's someone I have a huge like, professional crush on um, in working in media. I'm always amazed by people who can tackle the goofiest or most serious conversations with the same poise and authenticity. And the way he has held conversations, it's called uncomfortable conversations, and you're never uncomfortable, you're never like awkward. His poise and the way he speaks to his audience and his guests, like, I admire him, just everything that he's done. So when they announced that, I was geeking out. I absolutely adore his work, and I think he is the perfect fit. He's young enough and clearly not out of touch, like, with <laughs> Harrison. Um, And I'm excited for this new perspective. Even watching last night, Chris Harrison, his questions are kind of boring. Like, we need a shakeup. We need a shakeup. So I'm really, really excited um, for what he brings. Um, And I'm just, I I need to stop if I haven't made it apparent. I really like (laughs) the guy. I'm super excited. Um, So if you guys haven't checked out his book or his series, I definitely recommend it. Um, I know he comes from a sports background, so it is very sports-centric. But it's conversations that you can apply to every day, um, especially through the lens of 2020 and the lens of what Bachelor Nation, through, Bachelor Nation is working through right now. Um, Natalie, are you excited? Are you as excited as I am? <laughs> I am really
1: excited. Um, I wasn't really familiar with him beforehand, but then I had heard of this book, so now I need to buy it just because it sounds great. Um, and I'm excited because like you said, you're really excited about it. So if people who watch the show, you know, also love him, then it seems like a no brainer. I'm pretty sure too that Rachel Lindsay kind of recommended him because they wanted her to do it and she was like, No, I'm tired of this franchise Um but recommended him so That sounds great. Like, I'm really excited. And, you know, it's good that you said that he's, you know, good and poised at talking about uncomfortable conversations because they're going to have to have a lot this special. Um, Once we see, like, you know, where Matt is and if he is single, which I think he is, you know, we're going to have to get into why, what happened and what happened in the media, what happened to Rachel Kirkconnell, like... I don't, there's a lot to touch on. And I hope that, you know, the after the final rose has the balance of very serious conversations we need to have, but also some fun too. So sounds perfect to me. I'm excited.
0: I'm so excited. Um, I think he's perfect. I know I've been throwing around Tyler C. Let Tyler C host. It's like Matt's guy, like help your best friend navigate what's going to be either they're. I think they're going to do one of two things half lean into it or like not at all Mm -hmm. i don't think we're gonna get what my heart desires of like let's rip the band-aid off and chit chat um but i think that Manuacho is the perfect person to um go in and do this he was on um mike johnson's podcast that he does they Um, with Rachel Lindsay's husband. So again, Mm. very intimate group of people. He's familiar. He said on their podcast, actually, I think they had asked him to go on The Bachelorette twice. Oh, wow. So He's not totally removed from Bachelor Nation. Um, I'm super excited and good for Rachel Lindsay for being like, you know what? No, thank you. (laughs) I hope she treats herself to the nicest vacation when it is safe to travel and just turns off her cell phone and breathe because that woman she's like I said this last week too, like huge huge adoration for her and the way she does our job like in media with so much poise and it, she looks effortless the way she does her job effortless I'm like oh god foot and mouth can't watch myself on tv she it, she amazes me and she's someone I look to for like professional guidance as well um so I'm super excited and Um, You talk about the producers. They did apologize to Rachel, Lindsay. What did you think of that statement they put out? I do kind of feel like it was maybe a little too late. It
1: was, it was, it was, I'm like trying to be nice here. I'm like, it might have been, you know, not the best call. It was very vague. And I don't think that, you know, Rachel Lindsay, she I think she deactivated her social media because of the bullying. So I don't think it should take that extreme for producers to say something like they're at the forefront of this show. And when you have Chris Harrison, who majorly effed up and then one of the last contestants as well. You need to say something, and it shouldn't take you know one of the best people in Bachelor Nation to have to deactivate their social media for you to say something that was also just so like we don't condone this. That was basically all it said in a
0: nutshell. Yeah, and it's like the longer you wait, the better that statement better be. Yeah, you can't go two weeks. What are we two weeks out now from that interview? um i'm sorry we've all been working remotely we can all get a press release together from our living rooms like we have social media there is no excuse for that statement to be as late as it was um social media like i said the the platform that these contestants get after being on the show is huge um i can't imagine all of the judgment or the feedback the trolling that they have to work through so the fact that she deleted it um that's sad it's really, really sad as we're sitting here praising her poise and just her commitment to speaking on issues that reflect things much bigger than her and communities and using her platform for good. Why is she the one that has to delete her, you know, Instagram? We got a lot to look forward to in the coming weeks. I think a lot of excited changes with you know, a new host, Manu Acho, If I didn't ramble enough about him, please go check out his book. His series, It's incredible. Um. So I'm looking forward to that and hopefully some changes in Bachelor Nation. Uh, that's going to do it this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Can I Steal You For A Second? And we hope you join us again next week. Talk soon.